this is Jacqueline, your host. I have missed you guys so much. It's been a minute. It is, what, week four or five or month five, <laughs> it must feel like, of this quarantine now. And I hope you all are staying healthy and safe. Um, I've been fortunate enough to still be working more on a part-time basis now and from home, of course. I feel really blessed and grateful for that. How I've been staying sane through all of this, guys, is with a lot of gratefulness. Um, I just try my best to focus on what I'm grateful for. And, of course, a bit of crying here and there just to release, and that's okay. I hope that you're finding your release and your peace any way that you can. I love you all, and I am always super grateful for you, uh, my audience and supporters of this podcast. So thank you so, so much. Something new on the podcast because, you know, in times of when we have some downtime, we also have time to get creative and like get some downloads, right? I'm going to be releasing some podcast companions to go with each episode. It will allow you to, of course, support the podcast as well. And the reason I'm doing this is because journaling for me if you don't know, has really helped me heal and reach a lot of my healing goals. It's definitely been a blessing in these killer like times like these, right? So words that come to surface on paper, I just like for me, that comes up when I'm journaling is so uh, revealing to me because there are things that are inside me that I didn't even know. And once I start writing, they just come out. They find their own way. And it's just like a message and answer questions for me. So yeah, I'm excited about it. And I will be putting up the website on my IG, the link, and the podcast companions will give you like a brief overview of the podcast and what lessons came from them. But best of all, they'll have writing prompts to help you learn, go within do a little self-assessment excuse me and even like some self-love my hope is that they help you the way that they help me and that is to get to know myself and even a way to find some healing my guests um you know i may be a bit biased but they are amazing and they bring so much wisdom so i'm very excited to be starting on this project and putting that out there but without further ado, today's guest is Naima Woodson. Her first interview was in 2018, believe it or not, and she is still one of our top five podcasts. As you will hear, Naima talks about what it's really like to live your dream and some of the misconception of what it means to have, you know, quote unquote, made it. Naima's first interview talked a lot about listening to your intuition and your calling, this time around, Naima talks about expansion, new ventures, being in a relationship as an entrepreneur, and what it what it is to go from solo single mompreneur to having a partner, and of course, as always, much, much more. Um, so like I mentioned before, Naima, I was kind of like, wanted to have you back because by the way, your um, podcast is one of the top five still oh wow oh my goodness yeah that's listened to and I think it just resonated with so many people because of the way you're able to tap into yourself mm -hmm. into that essence and everything you spoke about when it when it came to transition and so the reason I wanted to bring you back on like I mentioned before I started recording was that I wanted to talk to you about what does it mean to be in it and what mm -hmm. that means and like maybe even some of the challenges, some of the hurdles, or some of the things that may have come up. So if you can talk about what does it like look like, feel like 
to be like living, I guess your dream life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it is definitely still a journey and it's, it's what I've learned is that it's never ending. Hmm. This is a path that I'm going to be walking forever. And in this path, I continue to learn, I continue to grow, I continue to have challenges, um, and it is ever evolving. So I think a misconception that a lot of people have in fulfilling your dreams and your vision of what you want to do in your life is that you will get to a point where you arrive and you're like, okay, I'm here, I'm doing it, and yay, like (laughs) that's the end of it. Um, but what I continue to learn over and over again, because, um, because of the growth, I guess that I've experienced just in my own personal life and in my business is that as you evolve, you continue to learn more about what you need to do next. So there's always going to be like a next step. So in my work, you know, I do the retreats and this year I've launched courses and my meditation album and new things, visions and ideas that I had for myself that, that actually happened this year. Well, now I'm already thinking about what I need to do do next or how I want to do it different next time or what I want to improve upon. And that is challenging for me in and of itself because I tend to kind of stress out about that a bit. (laughs) Like, I think, actually, I think it's like a bit of restlessness because when I'm not doing something or when I'm not creating or when I start to mark things off of my list, if I don't have anything that I'm actively working on next, it creates a bit of anxiety in me because because I am an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I need to, although I do honor um, my downtime and my relaxation time, and I give myself space in between projects and time to, you know, to shut off for a little while and just do nothing. I am always thinking about the next thing. So that has been, um, a little bit of a challenge for me in the evolution and growth of myself and my business. What comes up for me is a lot of stuff. Like you talked about, you know, challenges still come up. Like you've never really arrived is something that you talk about. And then you also talked about having this restlessness. Mm -hmm. Um, So much to dive into. But the main thing that came up, and it may be my own stuff, right? Um, Mm -hmm. When does it feel, or did you ever come to this point where you're like wow I'm basically living a dream life did you ever feel like uh, maybe I'm not being grateful because I want more did you ever have that kind of challenge or like when is enough enough or you understand this is all expansion and that's okay to welcome all mm-hmm. no I never feel ungrateful and I never feel like I'm being greedy or want too much because my work is rooted in service mm. so my work is uh, it's all in service to my community and the people that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So I know that, that my walk is righteous and it's for, 
you know, it's for the betterment of, of everybody. So it's never just for me. It's mm-hmm. a never just a money thing. Um, I just so happen to do something that I really love and happen to make money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never been like a money chase or, uh, or a selfish thing for me. So no, I never feel like that. Um, there are times when I feel like I should allow myself to kind of relax more than I do, <laughs> but that's just not the, the way that my brain is wired right now. And I think that that comes from, um, just previous fear. As you mentioned, I was a single mother for a long time. Um, so I think that's a fear that's fear-based thinking that makes me feel like I have to constantly be working or that makes me feel like, um, okay, when my bank account gets to a certain amount, oh, I need to get back on the grind. Like I need to make sure I'm doing something because of this residual fear that I'm going to run out. So that, that is something that I've actually been working on in my personal life for the past several years. And I've actually made really big strides because, um, because of, you know, past experiences and things that I've been through in my adult life, you know, going through a divorce, being a single mother, there's always that um, lingering thought, oh, what if something happens? What if I run out? What if I'm not able, you know, to take care of my kids and family? And I've come to understand now that that is, just conditioning you know it's fear-based conditioning that I've that I've had to overcome so every now and then that that creeps up for me and you know I get into that mindset where I start thinking that oh I need to hustle 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 but what I've learned a lot recently um, over the past couple years is that when I get into that space I start to create resistance for myself and then things don't happen as easily, you know? So when it, when there's that, that conditioning that tells me work, 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 you need to make money. What if something happens? What if I run out? What if there's not enough mm-hmm. that creates blockages in me that don't allow things and opportunities and money to flow to me as freely as it does when I am in a space where I can say, you know what, I need to rest. I'm going to honor that. And when I'm ready, you know, to start working again, the work is still going to be there and then do it when I'm in that space. Mm. So, so that, that is um, one of the things that I've really been tapping into lately is honoring the time when it's time to rest, honoring like the completion of a project or a cycle in which I've, created something beautiful for myself and allowing myself to rest in between that and then move on to the next project when I'm in a space of flow. And how do you, I guess another thing that comes up is it's been such a challenge for me. For me, I've noticed, and this is why I always like go to you, even if it's just in your Instagram, or even if it's just sending you a message, because you have Mm -hmm. great energy and understanding of a single mom, and then like these fears coming up. Mm -hmm. What I'm working through for me is getting out of 
that comfort zone of being in fear. Because I think a lot of the time we get comfortable in the pain because mm -hmm. we, we get comfortable in the fear because it's what drove us. And now wanting to get to that next level of not functioning off of survival, right? But mm -hmm. off of purpose and being intentional and trying to get in that state in a better like energy. I know that right now for me, a lot of things have happened that have been healing and it feels so good. And now I'm in this other transition and I've been for the last few days in peace and feeling grateful. And then I feel this fear coming up and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be in that fear. <laughs> Let me yeah. So can you kind of walk us through what is it that like Naima does when these fears come up? I think we even have talked about it in the past before. Do you journal? Like, do you meditate? And how does someone know that may not be where you're at when it's time to take action? And what does rest look like? And like, I guess it's, it's an intuitive thing, but if you can kind of talk about that and even give us an example of a time that you struggled with something and then they knew it was time to rest and then time mm -hmm. to take action. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we all know intuitively <laughs> when it's time to rest and when we feel ourselves building with anxiety or fear or you know something that that ultimately ends up blocking the flow that we're supposed to be in blocking the space that we're supposed to be in or that's totally contradictory to what you're saying you want i think we all intuitively know that um, and that shows up in different ways for different people. For me, when I'm stressed out, my body, my body physically tells me <laughs> by like getting a cold or just feeling sluggish or not feeling well or just having an attitude <laughs> because of something that like I'm working on. Like if I'm working on something um, because of the type of work that I do, I don't feel like it should really create stress. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working on a project or writing, like forcing myself to write, even though I'm not in the space of writing mm -hmm. or forcing myself to do something, if I'm not just like in that creative mode, um, my body will tell me because I'll get attitude and I'll get irritated and... <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I, I'm just not supposed to be in that space in the type of work that I do. Mm. So I've, I've seriously had to learn how to just put it down and just say, you know what? The time is not right for me to be working on this right now. Although I'm going to feel unproductive, although I feel like, you know, it's going to uh, have an effect on my income flow or although I feel all of these things, I need to honor what my body is telling me, you know? And I think we get so caught up in our work. Those of us that actually enjoy what we do for a living and, and are passionate about our work, sometimes we get so caught up in our work that we're not even listening to what our own body is telling us. So I could be so wrapped up in a project that I haven't eaten lunch and then I become irritated <laughs> just because I'm not honoring what my body is telling me. So I've had to learn how to listen to myself and what I need and honor that if the space and time allows me to do that. 
Mm. Um, I understand everybody can't do that because of, you know, just depending on what you do for a living or what your work is. But my work is the type that allows me time and space in between projects to where I can do that. So for example, um, this past May, well, between April and May, I had like four back-to-back retreats. Mm -hmm. So I was like traveling and I don't know why it scheduled my retreats that way. I (laughs) I don't really know what I was thinking at the time where I set the dates, but I had a bunch of them and they were like back-to-back-to-back. And although it was fun and beautiful and I loved it and I was on the go, it also made me tired, like really, really tired. But I had all of these things that I wanted to do when I got home. When I got home, I was thinking about, you know, these different things that I wanted to launch and new projects that I wanted to work on. But instead of doing that, I was like, you know what, I can't, if I do this in a space of being tired and irritated and just not, you know, completely feeling good in myself, it's not going to be my best work. And I don't want to create work in that space because I don't feel like it would be as beautiful as if I'm in just a really good headspace and if I'm feeling refreshed and just ready for that work. So I intentionally took the whole summer off. (laughs) I didn't do it. I did not create anything. I didn't, um, I didn't write anything really before I took those, those few months off, I got online and used a few planning tools to schedule out all of, um, like my Instagram posts and things like that. So that those would just auto post for me and really just took the time off until I was ready to go again. And as soon as the kids started school again, I was ready. And I just like hit the pavement and got right to work and have gotten a lot done over the past couple months since they've been back in school. But I allowed myself that time and I felt like I needed that much time for myself to take off. And so I really think it's just about listening to what your body is telling you, you know, and really figuring out a way to work your life to where you can take care of yourself first. And then take care of your business, you know, the children, the household, the business, and all of the other things that come after taking care of you and your most basic needs and what is going to keep you um, elevated and in a space to where you want to work and you want to create. So um, I don't think there's like a magic a formula or, you know, it's not going to be a universal how that shows up in everybody and how, um, and how you can honor that. But I think just listening, just listening to what your body is telling you, listening to what your mind is telling you and not forcing, flowing, not forcing. Did you always trust yourself, Naima? Or was there a time that maybe you lost trust in yourself and how did you gain that back? Um, when it comes to my work or my personal life? <laughs> because, <laughs> before, because, right, like before 
you became the woman that you are today, right? Okay. Was, um, in, the, in our first interview, you talked about like, you kind of got this feeling and then there was questions and there was all this stuff coming up and then you mm -hmm. started learning how to listen to that. Mm -hmm. But I know for like a lot of us, we do get used to doing what is needed of us, right? Like what our husbands need or what our children mm -hmm. need or society or our parents and a lot of the times I think we disconnect from trusting ourselves to do what we need to do for ourselves mm -hmm. so were you always connected to that and um and if you weren't like how did you start trusting yourself and then like stepping up for yourself as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot of trust within yourself to be an entrepreneur period so I think that trust came for me, um, me and what I'm doing and my purpose. That trust didn't come until I really became an entrepreneur. Um, I'm still learning how to have that same sense of trust in myself, just in my personal life and my personal decisions. I would say, you know, I'd say I still have a lot of work to go in that space, but as far as like my business and what I do for a living, yes, I trust, <laughs> I trust myself. I trust my vision. I know that it's possible. Um, and I really move and make my decisions from a heart led space. Mm -hmm. And rather than like using all of this logic and rather than um, basing it off of what other people have done or what I've seen done before in the past, I really create and run my business from a heart-led space. So if it feels good to me and it feels like something that I'm supposed to be doing, then I do it. And that is just what it is. So I need to learn some things from myself. <laughs> <laughs> as far as using that and applying that to my personal life also. Mm -hmm. And now I know that for you, you spoke about being a single mom, you spoke about mm -hmm. having kids. And I know um, when I brag about you, because I tell everybody, listen, my girl runs retreats all over the world, like things can happen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if she has kids, like how does she do this? You know, yeah. You have a partner in your life. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about like balancing the work that you do with your children? And also mm -hmm. if you're open to talking about and even out of my curiosity, how is it being a single mom, right? And depending on you and you always running off of like, you know, even where that fear came from and now learning to be with a partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Has that change been like for you? Um, it's been a huge adjustment. And to be honest, it created a little bit of uh, turbulence in my relationship. I've been in a relationship for about three and a half years now since the last time that we spoke, you know, about this. Right. Um, and it was very difficult for me to make that adjustment in the beginning because I was so used to doing everything by myself. I mean, I had the support of my family. My family is very supportive and, and they've always been um, around, you know, to support me with my children and just really anything that I needed. But but actually having a partner, that's a totally different um, level of support. Mm -hmm. 
because we live together. So that was an adjustment for me. And like I said, it created a little bit of turbulence before in our relationship because I would always come at him like, no, I got it. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would refuse his support and men don't like that (laughs) because men want to, you know, they want to support their household. They want to support their family. They want to, um, it's just something that's innate in men. They want to protect, they want to provide. So, uh, that was, that was very foreign to me. Although I was married before that relationship was very different. So I didn't have the level of um, attention and just wanting and willingness for him to want to help me and provide for me. So to have a man that's like, nope, I got you, like whatever you need, that was very foreign. And I was like, I got myself. What do you mean you got me? (laughs) You know what I mean? So, uh, so I had to adjust to that. And, um, just now three and a half years later, I'm just so grateful for his support and what he's, um, you know, just what he has done, which has allowed for me to grow just as a person and grow as a partner. So he is so amazing that like when I'm gone on my retreats, he, you know, takes care of the kids. And between the both of us, we have four daughters. So he's taking care of all of these girls <laughs> while I'm gone traveling. And um, it just, I mean, it, it's just totally changed the way that I live my life, just having that support. But it hasn't slowed down my hustle. I will tell you that. <laughs> I still am very, uh, very much wanting to elevate my business and my work and just everything that I do. I'm always looking for growth in those areas. So no matter how much support I have in a partner, I'm always going to continue my work because that is. Um, what I feel my purpose is and my mission in life. So that has been, it's been interesting, but it's all been what I've needed for just my own personal growth and development. I think sometimes we ask for things like we want, we do want a partner or we do want this and we get the partner or beyond and Mm -hmm. it's how do you allow someone to like that? You know, I know other single mothers as well. And they've gotten amazing, amazing partners. Mm-hmm. And talk about how that was a struggle for them because they're very independent. And just like you, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's these like amazing men. Like, I know you got it, but like, you don't have to got it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that was him. And he used to get offended. Like when I would be like, nope, I don't need your help, but thank you. Oh. <laughs> like he would get <laughs> He would get offended. And that is something that I have had um, to learn. And and through that experience, I've softened up just a whole lot. And it has taught me so much about just being in my femininity, um, which femininity is related to flow and just allowing and being grateful. But being grateful, but allowing and knowing that you're worthy of 
just everything that comes to you that serves you and your highest good. And this relationship has done that a lot for me. So, you know, just now I'm in a space where if he's like, I got it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been good. And it's, uh, really helped me just in my business in general, just having that support, having someone there. He fully is on board and just supportive of everything that I want to create in any way that he can um, support me in making that happen. He does it. Mm -hmm. And I can say that it was very different when I was married, because when I was married, I was an entrepreneur, not the whole time, but going in entrepreneurship, and I wasn't fully supported in being an entrepreneur. So it's just a different experience for me, but it's been good. Tell me, what do you love about Naima? Wow. Do you want me to sum that up in one word or do you want me to, <laughs> or do you want me to like list all of the things that I love about me? Oh my God. <laughs> I have so many, cause I have so many. Oh, I love it. But I'm just like, here, like, oh. Both, yeah. If you have um, word, give it to us and then go down your list. No, I'm not going to do a whole <laughs> list. I'll just point out a few things. <laughs> I'll just point out a few things. So what do I love about Naima? What I love about me is that I've always been just a free spirit, willing to learn and grow and complete my experience heart-led. And just, you know, willing to do whatever it takes to make me happy and to fulfill my mission. Um, I love that. I love um, that I, although I've had many challenges in my life, have said yes to myself a lot. Yes to myself on just experiences that I want to have yes to myself on ways that I want to feel and bringing that into my life. Um, I love that I've said yes to myself a lot. And let's see, what do I love about Naima? I love that I am a mother and that that has really influenced just my life and the way that I see things and my growth and um, my experience. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and what is the thing that you least may have liked about yourself that you feel you're still like working and growing? Mm -hmm. um, what do I least like about myself? Um, there's a, honestly, and this is not to in any way sounds like conceited or anything like that, but there's not much that I don't like about my current self. There are a lot of things that I could look back on and say, God, I wish I had done like that thing differently. Mm -hmm. Although there aren't even many of those because every challenge and everything that, that has gone wrong in my life, I've learned from that experience. Um, there are like little shallow things that I don't 
like about myself, but I don't even want to put those words out there because I don't want to feed into that energy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feed into the energy of what I don't like about myself. So. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So what does Naima do for her inner child? What do I do for my inner child? I go outside a lot. (laughs) Um, I go outside a lot. I entertain my youngest daughter a lot, who is a big goofball. So we have really good times joking with one another. She keeps my inner self active, or my younger self active. Um, What else? I don't know. I just like to have fun. I like to have fun. I love laughing. Um, and I make time to do that. And tell me, I know you have these amazing retreats um, that you share with other women. What's the one thing that you kind of tell women or that maybe things come up for women a lot that you want to like, I guess, put a message out there? Because when I, when I had my panel event, I remember you like shared with us about owning what you want and all of this stuff. But like now having done all these retreats, um, yeah. What's that one message that you want to like give to other women? Mm. Let's see. My message is shake the fears because there's so, so, so much that you can do without having the weight of that. And it just gives you freedom to express yourself in the way that you want to express yourself, to do what you want to do every day. Um, There's so much on the other side of that. And, And there are so many subconscious and internal um dialogues and things that we that we tell ourselves that we don't even realize we tell ourselves but the underlying um thing that contains all of that is fear and so when you learn to just kind of let that go and surrender to what your higher self is telling you and what you you know, have learned that your mission is and what you have learned that your purpose is and how you want to live your life and all of these beautiful things that you envision for yourself. When you strip yourself of the fear and the judgment and the negative um, self-talk and the doubt, and at the end of all of those words is fear. So when you strip yourself of that and really tap in and tune in to yourself, your higher self, and what it is that you want for your life, things will just unfold more easily than you ever thought they could. Wasn't that episode amazing? I always, always enjoy talking to Naima. I feel like I learned so much. You can find Naima on Instagram at Wisdom and at Wisdom Travels. All the links, of course, are going to be on the show notes. And I'll also be linking her first episode so you guys can check that out as well. Make sure and head over to Amigapreneur for Naima's podcast companion. Thanks again for listening.